This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Stake Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools Podcast. Today we're in the City of Roses. It's Bloemfontein for what is the 2023 Sashok Nationals. And alongside Tim and I, we've got two absolute legends of the game who are going to introduce themselves in just a couple of moments. Guys, thanks so much for joining us and let us know who you are and what you do in hockey. Cool. Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, I'm Michael Baker. At the moment, yeah, I'm just a KZN 18A Coastals coach um, in hockey. I mean, yeah, I think between Mars and I, we coach quite a few teams. Um, I'm the hub, I'm head of high performance for KZN Coastals senior hockey um, I'm an SA under 17 trainer. I work at DHS. I'm the director of hockey there. I work at a really good hockey club called Crusaders. <laughs> Marcel's at Riverside, so it's a bit of a derby. That's why I had to say that. Um, yeah, and I mean, I work at primary schools and a whole bunch of things. Uh, yeah, and Mars. Hey, hi, guys. Um, my name is Marcel Keat. Um, I'm a former South African hockey player. Um, in my capacity here at tournament, I'm going to be the technical director of the school girls program. Um, I'm also involved with coaching the SA under 21, um, ladies and also coaching with the SA senior ladies team too. Um, same area as Michael. I'm, uh, in Durban and I'm at an awesome little primary school. I'm very busy on that side and, um, also coaching a lot of club hockey. Little people hockey, so I think between the both of us, hockey is pretty, we are big hockey nerds at the moment. So that's, yeah, that's what we do. I mean, you tend to find that with people in the community. You guys are just fully in everywhere you can be. I mean, I don't know, where do you guys even get the time to rest? Because it sounds like you're everywhere at once. What is rest? No one does that. And it's, it's actually quite funny. I mean, Bakes definitely doesn't rest. He does like these superhuman events. I think you just did the comrades. He does like these like mountaineering crazy kind of stuff so we don't rest there is no such thing as an off season for us in hockey i think if we're not doing hockey in season we're practicing pre-season stuff we um committed to the national programs and then the school programs so there is no such thing as rest <laughs> you guys have had a, a a good journey um and obviously you're at the the highest level here today we're at the 2023 sasok nationals so we wanted to know a bit more about um, these nationals, what the event is, where do the players come from, why it's so special. So let's just start, I think, with for you, what does it mean being at nationals, maybe as a player and then as well as a coach? Yeah, I mean, I'll start. Um, I mean, this this is it. Eh? As you got, I got a couple of boys who are out of province who are at my school and moved to KZN. And, you know, like one of my biggest speeches in our 101s was, guys, you've made a lot of sacrifices you know you've left home you've moved into lbe and and all that this is what it's for you know this is the this is the highest level it's going to get for you guys obviously if you get selected in the s under 18 side you get to play in that series but if you don't you know this is going to be basically the pinnacle of your your schoolboy career so i think um this is pretty much the culmination of the the hockey season for school boys and girls um this is the cream of the crop these are some of our best players in south africa and they all um as michael said they're all playing for their their um pro provincial team so they are the best in their province and then now we have the best in their province playing against the best in south africa um it is such a special tournament i mean i played 
SA schools. And I think that's also part of the reason why we back here is because of all those memories and all the experience that we gain from that and the love of it. These tournaments are amazing. I mean, this is what you remember as a hockey player for for the the whole season. This is what you wait for. And um, it's a huge privilege to be selected for your province. And then it's a huge privilege to showcase what you are made of against all the other provinces around South Africa. And I think it's um, it's it's gotten bigger over the years. I think being here in Bloemfontein with the boys and the girls is so awesome. If you have a look around at the field, I think it's a it's a true um, the amount of support that's around here is a true reflection of how well hockey in South Africa is doing, and so much talent, and all the talent is here literally on the two fields in Bloemfontein. So um, I think it's pretty pretty awesome journey for these players. They started off playing at under thirteen, and uh, that's where your let's say career as a hockey player starts. You start in your under 13 tournament, and this is the pinnacle now at under, te- under 18. So they're all vying for that trophy, and, um, and exactly, it's all the sacrifices they made as um, players in their, in their school, in their province, in their clubs, and now they want to showcase what they're worth here at um, the SASHOC National Tournament. I mean, that's, that's wonderful to hear this as this dream that as a hockey player in high school, it's what you want. It's what you're going to. But I know, I mean, I went to an all-boys school, played rugby back there. So rugby was my passion. And I mean, I knew friends that played at these tournaments and oh, you all see the Instagram posts. But I feel like coming into this, my understanding of how this tournament, and I, I just, for people that don't understand how this tournament is run, because I know on the flip side, my rugby side, Craven Week, it's more of a festival type beads. It's just round and it's like a round robin of games. But how do you guys structure this festival or this tournament? Yeah, so I mean, based on last year's results, you get placed in pools. So pool A, for example, is one, four, five. We have to do the maths. I think eight, nine, 11, 12. I think that makes sense. And the other pools, obviously, the other guys or players, or teams, sorry. So it's based off that, and that's how you get pool A and pool B. And then you play five games in your pool, and the top two make the semifinals. The next two play, I think it's five to eight, and the others are playing nine to 12. Um, and then obviously the top four, you're trying to get into the final to win the whole thing. And the bottom guys, you potentially could get could get relegated. Um, yeah, which no one wants, eh? Yeah. It's a proper competition. At that... Survival of the fittest, wow. for real. So wait, is that how the... Because, I mean, in my research of this, I saw that there's a section A bracket and a section B bracket. I was like, this is kind of odd because, I mean, I think the section A boys has a KZN Coastal A and B and the Inland team both have an A and B. So is that all just based on... Yeah, so those, are, so those are pools. So you've got pool A and B. Um, and, I mean, we've got all the KZN teams in pool B this year, which yeah, is, is tough because it's derbies. Um but then you've also got A section and B section. So if you get if you come twelfth, you go down to the B section, and all those teams now are playing. If you win that, you obviously win that, and then get promoted to the A section. So as a province, you want both your A and B side to be in the A section because then you've got more players from your province playing a higher quality of hockey. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it just um, again it just showcases how many players they are playing hockey. In South Africa. So at this tournament, you've got an A section and a B section of, I think, how many teams in each? 
12 teams in each um, section, and that is 16 players in each team. So it's a massive format, and I think this is um, hugely competitive, like you heard. You as a province, your ultimate goal is to get your A and B team into those A sections. So it's hugely contested, and um, you as a hockey player through your career, you want to get to under-18 IPT. That is like the pinnacle of your career. Same as, as Craven Week, except this time for the hockey, you get to lift a trophy and um, you get to play a lot of hockey during the tournament to get you to that, that top position. And it even filters down into a B section where there are still 12 teams competing to win a place into the A section as well. So, I mean, there's loads of hockey players here. There's loads of hockey being played. And um, there is the ultimate goal of being the best province in South Africa. It's very competitive. We, you have your um, stalwart provinces, your Southern Gauteng, your Western province, your KZN, that usually do dominate. And every now and then you have some exciting talent that comes from like the Eastern Cape or that comes from the um, Boerland that um, come to the tournament after having a really good um, a year in their season at their province and they come through and they have this exciting tournament. But I think for the past years, I'm actually not too sure of how long this tournament's been running. It's been hugely contested between Southern Gauteng, KZN and Western Province. Um, I'm sure Michael will speak more about the men's side, but I know for the ladies' team, Southern Free State also have been a hugely competitive team for over the years, and that would be makeup of those kind of schools like Unisi and Oranya who have dominated schoolgirl hockey for a very long time. And it's, um, it is quite exciting when you, you get to see those provinces succeed, but it's also nice when you have a really competitive year. Talking just quickly about that, because um, we were at the St. Mary's Festival earlier this year, and obviously Unisi won that, um, and Oranya won it many, many times in a row. Mm -hmm. So I can see where that where that dominance comes from. But Mike, on the on the boys' side, yeah. So I mean, schoolboy sports, I think, has been dominated by cricket and rugby for for many years, um, and I think recently now, schoolboys. Oh, schools, sorry, are investing quite a bit in hockey. I mean, you can see the amount of astros that are being laid and the amount of money being spent on directors of hockey and, and coaches. Um, so again, I can only talk from the, the boys' side because that's where I'm at. And, and now you're starting to see this this talent just coming through. I mean, the boys' pipeline at the moment is is so exciting. Even look at our national side, you've got a Mustafa Kasim and those guys who are all products of the schoolboy system. Um yeah, which makes, I mean, this, you look in the field and you watch the games, they're all so exciting because you've got all this talent now coming together for this one tournament. Eh? Mustafa Kasim, you know, being a Bosch boy, <laughs> yo, he tormented us at those derby <laughs> games. I mean, I'm very happy to see him now at SA level, but yo, back in our day, we, we sat through a lot of painful nights. And talking about that, so having gone to an all-boys school, I think for us, definitely, we've rarely watched any hockey other than school hockey. So most of the hockey we've watched has been school hockey. And I think that's just a testament to how strong our school hockey is and how um, strong it's becoming. Um, and I mean, the, the, the war cries we had this year at St. Mary's Festival were, were amazing. So it's really 
like you say, going going strong. So, so what do you think is the the next step now to translate that into the professional level? And what sort of role does this uh, SASOC Nationals play? Because obviously at the end of the day, people are being selected from this. Boys and girls are going to be selected for various teams. Uh, so what's that process like? Yeah, I don't know how, how honest we can be, yeah? but Marcel can maybe talk more because she's involved there. But for me, the simple reality is money. Like that's that's the difference. So you got your schools that have money, um, that are investing money in, you know, obviously the the school sport, which is why we're getting all this talent coming through and and sport being played at such a high level. The drop off after school, I mean, I don't know if Marcel got paid to to work with the national ladies, but normally normally you don't. Um, so you got a lot of people who are doing it, you know, because they love the game, and you got players who are paying to go on tour and stuff so you're naturally going to lose players you're going to lose coaches to the system um so until there's money invested at that higher level i think we're just going to always lose players and yeah the level is going to drop off there i mean marcel can maybe tell you more on that side well i think that um already you can see with super sports schools being involved how massive the hockey scene is and how much coverage you guys have to cover over the the tournaments, the festivals, the, the in-house derbies. So that's huge. And I think that um, with the support of the sponsors that we have currently in the school level, I mean, that's just showcasing the talent that we have. It's showcasing that when people are putting in effort into sponsorships and financial, that that is going to just breed more talent, more competitiveness. And then initially is exactly what Michael's talking about is that that needs to be followed through. So I think... The, um, what Supersport schools have done and started by the broadcasting, live games, live action, IPTs, we are going to naturally and hopefully start getting people on board to see what a, number one, awesome sport hockey is, number two, at the massive following, number three, the, the huge talent that we have in our country, and hopefully more sponsors will come on board so that we can reach that professional level. In a tactical and technical aspect our players are good we have some super really good we um the men are super competitive like those names that you're talking about we won the pro league we got put in there and um the ladies section there are so much talent there's so much um continuity of the players that come through schools that go into the national programs so um this is the the launch pad to their career outside of school what we need to start doing now to get it to the professional level is what Supersport schools are doing, what Airlink is doing, Sportsman's Warehouse is doing. Um, we need to now find those sponsors to follow through with our program. And we needed to get it into, let's say, the um, university structures and from the university structures into the, the senior structures and then grow our professionalism in, um, in that way. More exposure more sponsorship, more professionalism. I hope you're enjoying the show. I'm going to take a quick break now, but just remember, the Sassog Nationals are going on for the rest of this week. So, catch on channel 216 or the Super Sports Schools app. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast because back bacon has more meat and less fat and we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees then serve it with two large eggs golden chips grilled tomato toast and jam and at only 49.90 for our unreal breakfast why not bring the whole family 
Pepper. People with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. Hi, my name is AJ Sperenzuk and I'm the MC for the South African Hockey Nationals here in Bloemfontein. I think the, the best thing about loving this tournament is just being on the side of the field, seeing school kids with their parents, all the support. It's just got that very high school atmosphere to it. Um, I think seeing the next generation of players um, excel is really exciting. We have one player here that is currently playing in the SA Ladies uh, open side or senior side. So to see her mix with players that have played in the under-21 side, players that maybe played in the S-18s before, that's really exciting. I think something for those viewers that haven't watched the sport before is quite interesting. There's obviously no offsides. I mean, there was offsides back in the day, probably 30, 40 years ago. Uh, so that's one thing. It, it opens the game up quite a bit. Um, not like soccer where it's maybe just a little bit con congested. Um, and a few other things is you're, you're only allowed to score from inside the circle, whereas in other sports you can score from all other parts of the field. So it does make the game a lot more tactically, um, the, or the coaches have got to be a little bit more tactically astute to work the ball inside the circle so you can't shoot from anywhere. So those are two things that um, people that maybe haven't watched the sport will find that interesting. Also quite interestingly, the ball's allowed to be lifted quite a bit in the indoor game that's advanced over the years. Um, and the rules have been a little bit more relaxed. So it's based a lot on danger. And I know a lot of people potentially asked, is that not dangerous? Is that not allowed? So the ball's allowed to be lifted as well. Um, obviously the umpires manage the danger element of it, uh, but players become so skilled over years that they'd be able to manage those situations really well. I think come back to this tournament and what you guys are most looking forward to, because obviously tournaments like this have a vibe. There's there's something special about them. It's the fans, it's the coaches, it's everyone traveling to one place to celebrate a sport. And it's the best of the best who've all worked very hard to get here. So what is it about um, these Sasak Nationals that you think you, you enjoy the most? Well, the one thing for me is, I mean, my son and I live in Durban and we saw each other yesterday. Said, geez, I haven't seen you for a while, you know? So the big thing is it does really, it brings us hockey people together and we get to catch up and all that. And I'm sure it's the same with the kids. You know, they get to catch up with guys they see once a year or so. Um, so I think that's the big thing. It does bring us all together. But it does also for me kind of, like you get to see where you are. I think that's the biggest thing. This is the national tournament. So it's the best coaches, you know, it's the best provinces, the best players. As a player, if you if you play well, yeah, I mean, you're a serious player. Um, so for me, it get you get to see where you are kind of across the country. You know, if you're one of those serious players or if you've got some work to do. And like, that's that's what I love about it is how how competitive it is. Um, it brings the best people around the country together. Yeah, it's actually quite funny because um, we had a, a little mini reunion of all the SA national players that were sitting on the on the other side watching the girls game. And that is just like, he hit the nail on the head there that like sport really does bring people together. And I remember obviously sitting with those players, just thinking back to our IPTs, our interprovincial tournaments and how we were playing against each other. And because of that and the amazing memories we had and the friendships we built, we back here coaching or selecting or umpiring or, um, or watching hockey in general. So that's a huge factor. And um, the vibe that is created here in Bloemfontein is awesome. Um, there's some really good hockey being watched. And exactly what Baker said now is about we get to watch the cream of the crop here. We get to watch the, the, the coaches. The coaches are checking out exactly what she, what he said about where are they at in their coaching um what are the other styles and tactics and 
What's the technical aspects that's happening? Who are those players that are putting their hands up? Are they going to launch their SA career? It's going to be awesome to see. Or what are the provinces? Who's dominating? What are they using? And, um, you know, it's, um, it's like a once a year where you get to see um, all the hockey nerds all together in one spot. And it's pretty cool. And um, these players have also been playing against each other since and playing with each other since they were under 13 so I mean it's just it's just so awesome and it's a really awesome um it's almost like a little hockey family that you see once a year yeah I mean I feel like that was always the beautiful thing that I found about hockey is as a community you guys are so close I mean I normally used to see after games you had guys giving each other hugs even though they're from opposite teams (laughs) I mean your school just played a derby match but you have that bond between each other you've really sold the the dream and the idea of this tight-knit community of people that just love hockey together. And I'm sure there are many young listeners out here, a few grade sevens, a few grade sixes. Like, I want to be part of this amazing community. I want to be that hockey player. I mean, I've got a bit of techers, you know. My under 12 year, oh, yeah, under 12 season, my coach said I was looking pretty good. So, Did you, you play hockey? No, 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 no. Uh, I was, I was so, bad at rugby so hypothetical. throughout the... You sold the dream to me. Yeah. <laughs> Someone wants to go back to school now yeah, so you I, can if play. If I could start, oh, actually, I don't want to be 12 again. Play it's, some, play some, just for fun hockey. Yeah, no, I, I would. Lose some teeth. and. We actually had a guy like that in high school. I think back of the stick went knocked his two front teeth out. Back of the stick got caught behind the teeth and when he swung forward, that pulled him out. That was that we got that was a history lesson we spent discussing that our teacher was telling us because that happened to one of his friends at school. So that's that was most of our introduction to hockey. But yeah, we're going to end off by doing the Super Sports Schools podcast quiz. You're going to have uh, sixty seconds to answer as many questions correctly as you can. Tim's going to go first. You guys will play together. We'll give you each a mic and just you can just answer. Whoever answers, we take that answer and in it goes. Um, and currently at the top of the leaderboard is Tahira Augusti, who we had on at the St. Mary's Hockey Festival with 13. She washed me in that episode. I think, I think Tim got six, eight. I think I got seven. And then I got seven. Okay. And, and then, yeah, I, th- I hope. Okay. It's still not great. It still feels kind of unfair that I'm facing two people because I have one brain it's, and then there are two brains there. You're going to lose otherwise. So this is just a good excuse. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm okay. not losing another one. I'm not losing another one. Timothy Moasia Mutama. Yes, sir. Co-host of the Super Sports Schools podcast. I love it here. Are you ready to get nine again? No pressure, hey? Nine was my best score, and that's the worst part about all of this. You ready? Not really. There are two of them. <laughs> okay, Tim, your time starts now. Who won the latest Hilton Michael House rugby derby? Michael House. Correct. How long in meters is an Olympic swimming pool? 50? Correct. Who played 220 hockey tests for South Africa and scored 221 goals? Next. Pity could see it. Which school does Tahiro Augusti attend? Unisi. Correct. Which English football club won the English treble this year? Man City. Correct. What is the best finishing place of the men's national hockey team in the Olympics? Is it 7? It's 10th. Who won the NBA Finals this year? <laughs> the the Denver Nuggets. Correct. Who's the top-ranked hockey team according to the FIH? Netherlands. Correct. In golf, three shots below par is known as? Albatross. Correct. In cricket, if a team is awarded penalty runs, how many runs do they receive? 
Three. It's five. Who is the most capped South African sports person across all sports? Who's another hockey person? Go next, next, next. Master Cox. Who's the most successful downhill mountain bike in South African history? Greg Minow. Correct. Uh, who won the... There we go. Time is up. How many are we looking at? Eight. Eight. <laughs> you know what's up? This is the time I've got an eight on the show. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> okay. The coaches. First ever team taking part in the Supersport Schools podcast quiz. Are you ready? Always. Awesome. Your time starts now. Who won the inaugural SA20 this year? Rugby, oh. cricket, hockey. No, it was cricket. cricket. Oh. Do, you want, do you want to pass? <laughs> Evia was the team, man. Sunrise is Eastern yeah. Cape. <gasps> Name one of the countries that annually competes in the Ashes. In um, England. England. Correct. How many rings are there on the Olympic flag? Five. Correct. Which school had the first hockey astro in the country? Um, College. Which college? Marisburg. Yeah, correct. Uh, what happens if you get shown two yellow cards in football? It's a red. Yep. Which school will host the 2023 Craven Week? Oh, Amazbury College. Otaniqua. Ah. Which player is allowed to touch the ball with their feet during a hockey match? Goalkeeper. Keeper. Correct. In chess, which color moves first? Black. Oh, it's white. <laughs> Who set the... His answer. His answer. Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Who set the women's comrades record at the recent down race? Correct. Who set the unofficial two-hour, uh, sub-two-hour marathon Kip time? Kipchego. Okay, we have a tie. We have a tie. Which we have so not had before. Days. So we're going to have to do a bit of a, a tiebreaker. So I'm going to say the question. Okay, then you have to say your name. Not the answer, say your name. Coaches. So you must say your name first, and then you must immediately give me the answer. Otherwise, we go to the other person. Okay. Okay. I'm so glad I got the basketball question. <laughs> Coaches, Tim, are we ready? Yeah. All right. Course. I'm actually going to take a dub today. <laughs> Here comes the question. In hockey... How many substitutions can be made in a match? Tim. Yes. It's unlimited. It's correct. That I will shake your hand because that was extremely impressive. <laughs> Especially for a rugby guy. I'm, I, we are proud of you as a hockey family. <laughs> That's the first time he's won. <laughs> no, no, I beat Luca. I beat Luca. I beat uh, Luca. Okay, you beat Luca. But, but, okay, second time. Second time. Second time. But and also, after you got all the hockey questions wrong before, to know that. No, you know the only reason I know this is because I remember I remember in high school I was watching a hockey game and I was like, why are they subbing so often? And my friend just goes, No, you can sub as many times as you want. You were born for hockey, my friend. You were born for hockey. Come to the community. Come. Join us. We're gonna we're gonna start playing gonna some community hockey, it. Tim. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Coaches, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for talking about um Sassock Nationals and obviously I think what we can take from all of this is that we think school hockey is in a great place. You're all incredibly passionate about it. The whole community is passionate. I mean former players coming back coaching and hopefully that's something that's going to translate to the highest levels of South African hockey. But for this chat and for the rest of the week, thank you for the chats and good luck for the rest of the week. But thank you so much and thank you, a huge thank you to Supersport Schools. I mean it is a game changer in our sport. So thank you very much. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Supersport Schools podcast, whether you watched it on Channel 216, on YouTube, on the app, or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. We'll catch you next week. But remember, the Sasok Nationals are on this whole week and you can catch them on the Supersport Schools app and right here on Channel 216. See you next time. Bye-bye.
This has been the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars, powered by Spurs Steak Ranchers.